Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. I'm Mike. He's Bobby, and we got a special guest today, Jeff Rose, GoodFinancialSense.com. And today he's going to be talking to us about blogging, how to make money blogging, and uh, this is good. Like you know, Bobby, he's talked on here about he's in this mastermind. There's some people that you know make ridiculous amounts of money blogging. Jeff is one of those guys, and so he's going to talk specifically about growing his blog revenue from. Sixty thousand five hundred dollars a month. Was that a month or is that? That was a uh, um, yeah, a month. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought that was a month. So sixty thousand dollars a month, which is friggin' awesome. Would you say sixteen or sixty? Sixteen. Okay. Sixteen thousand okay. to a hundred and two thousand dollars per month. Okay, mm-hmm. so both of those are good in my opinion, but one is obviously better than the other. He did it. <laughs> did that growth in under two years. So this is gonna be pretty cool. Jeff, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Doing well, thank you. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do? Because I know you do a lot of different things. So can you just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, quick, uh, quick background. So I was a, I love saying was, is in past tense. I was a financial <laughs> advisor, financial planner for over 16 years. Uh, recently just sold that business um, around... The year five or six of that, of my career, I started a blog, which is goodfinancialsense.com as a primarily a marketing tool just to attract potential new clients to my financial planning practice, knew nothing about search engine optimization, knew nothing about monetizing a blog, Um, had just read a trade magazine talking about why if you want to stand out from every other financial advisor out there, you need to start a blog. I didn't know what a blog was. So I thought, okay, they, I think I like what they're saying. I better figure out what this blogging thing is all about and uh, just immerse myself in it. And uh, this is when there wasn't private Facebook groups, like blogging groups. There was a few forums out there and, you know, I don't know. I, to me, like joining a forum meant you're like in like Dungeons and Dragons or something. I don't know. It just sounded like <laughs> an online forum. Like, what do you guys do there? Um so, but I, I just got really uh, plugged into the community, started connecting with other personal finance bloggers. And uh, along the way, I learned that, yeah, you can make money online from a website. And that began a, uh, almost an obsession of wanting to figure it out. And uh, it took me, uh, I think it was like nine months from launching the blog before I finally received my first Google AdSense paycheck, which I believe was around $152. And, uh, you know, when you're working 30 hours a week on a business and you finally get paid nine months later, most people will think that you're absolutely absurd, which I could concur. But uh, I just had this belief that, man, like there was, there was something here. I didn't really quite know uh, what exactly, but man, I just knew the internet was a big place. And if I was just consistent and just putting out content and trying to change people's lives, that something good would come out of it. And that's uh, where I am right now. Man. It's so crazy because like, I think about what did your peers think about when you like, you're telling me you were starting a blog 
because I'm sure, cause I've met the financial advisor community. It's not exactly like you're probably, I would say the coolest financial advisor type of person I've ever met. Like it's pretty, it seems pretty dry usually. And so like when you're putting out like this blog and doing that kind of stuff, like we're, the people around you just going like, what the heck are you doing? Like, did they think it was legit? Did they even, did you even talk to anybody about it? You know, I had a, an office of, uh, so I had a shared office with, I think at the time it was five or six other advisors that they all knew me, me, knew me pretty well. And I told them I was starting this blog. And I remember just had this feeling of like, it's kind of like your, your kid coming home and they tell you something and you're like, oh, that's cute. You know, like that's, that's nice. Like that's good. Good. That sounds swell. Good job. And they didn't really get it. And to be honest, like, I don't think I really got it Yeah. in the beginning. And I remember like, other than the $152 check, like that was the first uh, online milestone, you know, but as far as like not in the financial planning business, but the first huge milestone was the first client I ever got from the blog was someone that lived uh, about 15 minutes from the office and she had $2 million. And like, that was the biggest client I'd ever had. You know, I'd been an advisor at that point in time, I think almost uh, seven or eight, eight years. Mm -hmm. And the biggest client I ever got did a Google search for a certified financial planner that lived in Illinois. Bing, there's, there was my blog and she came in. So like that, that was the other piece of the story that I knew, okay, I just got my biggest client because I was writing blog posts. Like there's, you know, there's more, more to come. So like, and I think once they heard that, I think for them it was, Oh wow, that sounds really cool. But I feel like most of them were a little bit older and it's just that limiting Mm -hmm. belief that many people have that, Oh, I don't know what that means. That sounds like a lot of work. So I'm not going to mess with it. I'll just let Jeff do that. And I was more than happy to, to continue to do my thing and continue to get more clients online and also grow the online revenue as well. Yeah. You're like, you know what you, you got, don't worry about it. You don't need to do this. You're right. It's a bad idea. More for me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm curious, you know, cause we're talking about you taking your monthly revenue from 16,000 to a hundred thousand. There's a lot of people that are like, man, if I could just get to 16,000, that'd be awesome. And I, but I think it's cool that we're talking about this big growth, right? Like how do you, how do you really take it to the next level and hit that upper echelon? But I'm curious at that point where you're at, 16,500 a month. What, where did that income come from on your blog? Like, what were you, what was the starting point of this conversation? Like, how were you earning money at that point in time? Yeah. So for the the first couple of years, it was predominantly Google AdSense. Uh, Just because of the industry I was in, the financial services industry had compliance issues. So I couldn't do anything else. But what I was writing about was topics that I felt that clients would basically uh, client questions. So just the common questions that every client or every future client would ask me, you know, how do I roll over my 401k? How do I open a college savings account? You know, what is a mutual fund? What's the difference between a mutual fund and ETF? And so like, so the mindset was like, Oh, if somebody's trying to find a financial planner, what would they type into Google? You know, like what, what questions would they have? So like that was initially a lot of the inspiration for content. What also helped out really well was like in uh, as far as advertisers, you know, you've got your big brokerage firms, you've got your banks and your investment companies, like all of them have very, very big ad budgets. So for AdSense, like it's just the content I was writing about was also I was making a lot of money, you know, from that. And I'll say a lot of money. It was a couple thousand there for a while. I think I got up to like four or 5,000. So once I finally made a structure change in my business where I was able to add affiliates 
So then it was, um, I'd say about 70, 30 affiliates to uh, like AdSense or display ads was where the, the revenue was coming from. Dang. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So like for, you weren't really doing like a conversion, like you weren't as worried about doing conversion optimization or anything like that. Like it was pretty much just a pure traffic play to get people to, to the site that they would hit some ads. Like is that early on, was that pretty much it? Yeah, because it was it was kind of this it was kind of a cool thing because it was either I was trying to get them as a financial client financial planning client and if that didn't work at least I made you know a few bucks off the AdSense you know or the affiliate conversion like that was kind of like my my approach of somebody coming to the site so like it it, it was really most mo- I, I just was really obsessed with wanting to rank uh, for different terms and uh, just the ones that I thought would convert. And uh, that began like my journey of trying to understand SEO. I, I think I know SEO, but then I talked to somebody else realized like, I don't think I know anything about SEO even to this day, but I knew enough to be dangerous and uh, allowed me to rank for some pretty competitive keywords. Yeah. Well, it's like now I think I was joking with somebody the other day. Actually, I think it was Grant Sabatier and he was talking about like, you know, if any of us try to go for any keyword right now, it's like, there's a, like a, like a 70% chance that you're going to be in the top three for that keyword. It's like, it's like, it's almost hard to, to, you're all over the place now because the site's been doing so well for so long. But so what was the difference? Like, you know, going from 16 to hundred K, what was, was there like one or two main things you could attribute to like scaling? Like, how did you scale that? Yeah. You know, like it, so in conjunction of, you know, switching the business over, um, I joined uh, a business coaching program called the strategic coach and a lot of the principles, you know, I'll say similar to four hour work week is just recognizing like, you know, where, where, where are my strengths? Like what are the things I love to do? Or as Dan Sullivan, the founder of uh, strategic coach would say like, you know, what is your unique ability? And, you know, just identifying like, what are the things that you love to do uh, that you get paid well to do it? And I had, you know, tested out a few things like I hated the affiliate marketing side and not that I hate affiliate marketing. I just hated talking with the advertisers, getting the links, inserting the links, updating the copy. And uh, so I, I tested out a few people, tried a few kind of like independent contractors, like loose partnerships. And, you know, that helped a little bit free up some time. Um, but it was just really just recognizing what are the things that are bogging me down that I shouldn't be doing? And from there, it was trying to find people, partners, independent contractors that uh, could take all that stuff off my plate. And it was just a trial and error, you know, trying a few things out. Uh, like I, I was one of those bloggers that used to write everything, like every single blog post, even though it would take me a day to write 500 words. But like, that's what I did because I didn't know any different. And then, you know, when somebody said, oh, you could just then it turned into mobile transcription. Then it turned to like, Oh, I can hire a ghostwriter. Really? You can do that. (laughs) Okay. Um, So it just really began outsourcing a lot of that stuff. So the things that I recognize I I love to do is I'm the big idea guy. So I love coming up with the content ideas or the content, like the headline, you know, of the blog post or the video. Um, Just like what is going to entice people to click? Uh, and then creating the video content or creating the podcast content. Uh, also, you know, Bobby, I think I'd reached out to you a few, uh, a month or two ago about trying to get a backlink from you. And, and you're like, is that, is this really you? Is this your assistant? And I sent you a video back because like, that was one of the things that I recognized that if I want to secure like a quality backlink from another site owner, like the last thing that they typically want is an email from that person's assistant, you know? So, um, 
like that would just always feel like was a good use of my time to, you know, send a personalized email to that person. And so like that was one of the, just networking and outreach um, is what I love to do. That surprised the hell out of me. Actually, I remember when I got that email from you and I was like, I was like, there's no way he's sending, like he's too busy. Cause I, I think about like how busy I am. And, and I imagine that you're, I don't know, you're pretty smart. So you might not be as, you might be like less busy than me, but I was like, man, there's no way he's sending out these personalized emails to people. And like, I was just like, is this really you? Cause this is really good copy. And I, it's like, immediately I got this video from you. You're like, yep, that's me. I was like, man, that is so good. Like so many people, I don't think people, and I think you said something in that email back to me where you're just like, people don't recognize, they don't put enough time into like creating personal connections in, in even in like an online industry. Like, have you, is that like part of what you, is that a big part of your strategy? Like just doing all these personal connections with people? Man, you go back to, so getting to the point where I was making the 16,500, you know, that was guest posting and that was uh, these blog movements that I did with the FinCon community back in the day, you know, to where I was getting, I mean, and what, so a blog movement was I had this idea about writing about the Roth IRA and it inspired like over a hundred different personal finance bloggers to write about it on one particular day, which <laughs> then got me all this press coverage about the Roth IRA day or something. And like, that was me sending out, if I recall, like 80 to hundred individual emails to all these people. Now, like, you know, I, 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 now you look back at in that use of time, did I make any money from that? No, <laughs> like, but like I built a lot of relationships and I got a ton of backlinks that have led to, you know, where the site is today and why we can rank for uh, a lot of different things. You know, like it, it was one of those, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun and I, I really couldn't put my finger on how am I actually monetizing this at the moment. But I can look back and think like that is one of the reasons why, you know, I can compete with some of these bigger finance sites that you mentioned that have a team of 40, 50, 60, 100 people. Right. But like, you know, our lean and mean team, just going back, I've been doing this for almost over 10 years now. And I've just got this ton of backlinks that were built because of the types of emails that I sent out to you. Do you have, and Mikey, I know you might have questions, but I'm just curious from like a personal standpoint, do you have a, a, a lot of employees? Do you just, do you have like an ideology where you only go for contractors and you have like some upper level? Cause I know you're potentially, or may have hired a COO at this point. Like what is your hiring strategy when you're talking about these different tasks? Yeah. Initially it was all independent contractors and that was, um, content writers. It was, uh, people editing blog posts, finding the right pictures for the blog posts, uh, podcast editors, video editors, um, about, how many years ago? I guess it had been about five years ago, four and a half years ago. I actually, I did, I partnered with somebody and this is kind of when this whole transition took place of seeing the revenue grow is, as I mentioned, like I knew enough about SEO that allowed me to rank for some competitive stuff, but I knew that there was, if I was really going to, to compete with all these other sites, like I had to get into the weeds with it. And I, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to get into the weeds. So the, the, the person I partnered with, he knew SEO even more than I did. And he like loved it. You know, he just, he reads about it. He's in it. Um, so with him, you know, partnering with him and just recognizing that was the SEO piece, you know, that I was missing that. Um, and that was like some of the things that I discovered through him doing a audit of my site. Like I did a lot of good things, but man, there was <laughs> like, there were just some things that he was like, Oh, wait, what? Like, wh why'd you do this? I'm like, 
I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just know what I know, you know? And uh, so that began a process of um, just cleaning up some of the stuff that I, that I'd done uh, over the years. Yeah. That's kind of where I've been to. I had, I had all my, uh, I just read my website and I had Tom Drake do an audit of the site and he was just helping me out. And he was like, dude, you have three H1 tags on every blog post. And I was like, oh man, but I thought it looked cool when we did it. <laughs> you know, like, so it's just, it's just stuff like that. You just kind of look, pick stuff up. Mike, do you have something? No, I, I think it's really interesting. You know, that concept of just, you know, going all in on the things that you enjoy or are going to have a big impact. Like you mentioning, you know, sending those emails for backlinks. That's something most people will outsource, but you recognize like you would probably get a better return doing it that way. Like, and you didn't mind doing it clearly, you know, cause you said networking was something you enjoyed. I mean, I think that's so important. And then just outsourcing other things. I'm all about that life, especially with the kids and stuff. I know you got kids. So, <clears throat> so I just thought that was really interesting. I'm curious though, this whole transition from, 16,000 to 100,000. So you're saying outsourcing, bringing in people that had strengths you didn't, that kind of stuff was a big impact. Did you, like what other things were happening and were you still, was affiliate revenue really still the big piece? Was it like, were you just, okay, we're getting more traffic and so then things scaled because you improved your traffic or did you start incorporating other things to really go to that next level of income? Yeah, a big piece of the growth was me having to let go of not just a lot of the tasks that I was doing, but also how the site was, um, I guess I won't say being ran, but for example, like just the, uh, <laughs> I was obsessed with growing the email list like any internet marketer typically is. So I remember there was one point in time that I had a, you had the pot, I had a welcome gate. I had a pop-up and I had an exit pop. I mean, it was like pop, pop, pop. And, you know, we were getting a couple hundred emails a day because of that. But then, you know, the bounce rate was super high. Time on site was, was low. And, you know, my partner was like, hey, like, I think we need to focus on user experience. And like, that was hard for me because he was more SEO driven. I was more like email marketing driven because I was wanting to sell my course, even though I didn't have a course yet, but I knew I was launching a course. Keep in mind, this is four and a half years ago, but it was like, I was just growing the email list for this course that I hadn't yet created yet. And he's like, so I, I kind of had to surrender to his guidance on that. And sure enough, like just focusing on user experience, for example, uh, was a big thing. And some of the other stuff was, my, as I mentioned, like my strategy in the beginning was trying to rank for different questions. So uh, if we just use, I know we use a Roth IRA, but let's, let's just use like uh, the stock market. So I would have a 500 to 750 word article for what is the stock market? How do you invest in the stock market? You know, when, when is a good time to start investing in the stock market? And I had 10 to 15 different articles that were all targeting like these uh, long tail keywords. And what I didn't realize was I, I was cannibalizing just our searchability because of that. And we just did a major declutter and we deleted a lot, like a ton of content. We merged a, a, bunch, of, a bunch of content. And when we did that and also focused on the user experience, all of a sudden, like we just started jumping in the rankings for a lot of the stuff that we already ranked for and stuff that I had published that wasn't ranking you know, even like the top four or five pages in Google all of a sudden now, like we're on page two and sometimes page one. So like just like having to 
to let go of some of that. Uh, another big thing is if you go to the site now, you'll notice a lot of our blog posts, like we don't have any pictures, hardly any pictures. I know like we're starting to change that back again, but it was uh, just, we looked at just where people were scrolling and with mobile that the pictures actually were hurting us. And like, mm-hmm. I just, I, I hate the look of not having pictures. Like I, it just, it kills me. <laughs> But when I saw revenue increase, like when we made these changes, I'm like, I can't argue. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'm making more money. So I guess I, I don't like it. Dang it. Okay, fine. I like the fact my uh, checking account is increasing. Sure. Yeah. So yeah that more. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. More shoes. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, you know, so you were, you were bringing a lot more traffic you had this like flood of traffic. Did you change the products that you had at all? Like, it sounds like you were going kind of for the long tail stuff. Like how does the stock market work? Did you, did you shift more to like, you know, more lower and or, you know, lower in the funnel keywords, like, you know, personal capital review, like stuff like that, where you were just trying to, did you add different products or did, how did that, how did the product part of it come in? Yeah. So, um, so the, the course never came, never came. Uh, it's still something that I'm, I'm almost done four and a half years later, but um, what, so basically when we made this shift, it, we started recognizing what were we ranking for. And I think prior to that, I think a big chunk of the revenue would have been on the investing, saving some life insurance. Mm-hmm. And then when we made this shift, all of a sudden like we started ranking really well for a lot of life insurance content. And obviously you can do really good with AdSense, but then we started finding affiliate partners. We actually found a, uh, an online brokerage, online life insurance agency uh, that we worked a deal out with, you know, them buying our leads. Uh, and that was what my partner, like he was managing all of that. In addition to that, we, um, we started, so he started adding people to, to the team on his team to you know, work on the site. And we started working uh, or focusing on conversions you know, as far as like, where are we placing these links? You know, um, like we had some trying to think of one example, like we had a, an article, it was uh, the best investments for high return with low risk as an example. Mm-hmm. And like, it was an article that, or a post that made, I don't even know, maybe a couple hundred dollars a month from how it was initially structured. And then we added one of our top affiliates as like one of the, like option number one. And then all of a sudden now, like that article starts making several thousand a month, you know, and just mm-hmm. making tweaks to uh, the existing content. And even up until, probably the last six to nine months, like we didn't publish anything new. Yeah. Uh, we were republishing old content and, you know, rehashing it out, checking the meta tags and changing things up. But man, we just had so much content that it's like, man, let's just go ahead and just clean it up and get, you know, make it look pretty for Google and searchability and all that stuff. And really focus on the site structure was like the other big thing. And this is, I would say would have been like, I get the concept of the, of having a good site structure, but me actually executing that, like, yeah, I would, I would somehow delete my site. Like that's, that's what would happen. Like if I tried right. to do that. Yeah. That's very similar. I feel like it's very, very similar to how I operate with my website. Cause there's like a ton of stuff that I don't know how any of it works, you know? And I'm just like, Oh God, I hope somebody else can figure this out for me. Um, one question I have that it's, this is something that this is, it's relevant to me because it's something I'm going through right now with my multiple businesses. You had multiple businesses plus, you know, um, and you had all this growth. Do you have like a formula that, you know, how much do you, how much would you invest personally? Like, let's say you were, you know, 
going from that 16,000 to $100,000 a month, how much would you pull out of the business and invest personally versus how much would you put back into the business? Man, that's, it, I have, um, I've almost like operated out of scarcity for much of the beginning parts of my, my business, which is kind of the different philosophy that I talk to people about, you know, uh, abundance and you know, there's always opportunities, but like in the beginning, you know, when we have, we had our first son and like, this was all again, like didn't know if this was going to work out. And uh, I, I had a few other business ventures that didn't quite work out. And so like, I was trying to be lean and mean just to appease my wife because I, I, yeah. I knew I can, I, I know that my personality that I'm, I think as my wife would say, like I would buy, I think she's a poop from an Eskimo, but that's not the right. <laughs> Ice from an Eskimo? Yeah, that too. Uh, but she probably would say <laughs> Eskimo. Um, but I'm easily excitable. Uh, yeah. I suffer from FOMO and every shiny widget, like I'm, I'm ready to buy it. And like knowing that about myself, like I, I kind of had to like put myself in check. So I, I would just test out new things and not get too crazy with it. But then, then it got to a point where, and thanks to my partner for kind of motivating me on this, but like, you know, we need to hire a developer. Like, you know, I had somebody that did the site, you know, as far as getting it live, but then ongoing, you know, so that's probably like the, biggest initial like investment other than like the site redesign you know that was like yeah. i think almost like 10 grand for the the third iteration like that was just like how, how am i i'm gonna spend more on a site than i did like my first car actually my first two cars <laughs> that, that was hard to uh to comprehend yeah. but then and just knowing that we need a developer to go in and make changes whenever we need it you know that was um you know adding somebody was almost like a six-figure salary that we got to, we, we split, but just things like that, just recognizing, okay, it's time to reinvest. And, but just when we recognize like, all right, we've, our team's kind of hit a point where we just don't have any more margin or capacity to do anything more. What else yeah. do we need? And it's kind of cool that you can see, especially in our space, like other sites that have sold or that are doing similar things and just being in the, the FinCon personal finance blog community, you can, you can get a sense of like how big their teams are. And yeah. so it's like, oh, okay. I mean, they've got 10 people on their team. Like it makes sense why we you know, we're struggling with five, you know, like right. there's, we, we could definitely could add a few more people to, uh, to help out and continue to grow. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, I, I think this is really, this is really interesting and I'm obviously not a blogger. We have a blog, but I'm not a blogger. And so I think for me, like I know Bobby's got all these questions about, you know, this, he's mentioned products and stuff. I wouldn't even thought to ask that. So I guess for me, what I just kind of want to know is, you're talking to the audience, they're listening, you know, they want to know from you, what have we not asked? Like what, what advice do you have? Or if you have some, you know, if you're somebody, you're talking to somebody in there at that, you know, they're, I don't know, they're doing six figures a year from their blog and they want to like take it six figures a month outside of the outsourcing and some of the things you mentioned, like what's, what's the roadmap in your mind? What does the focus need to be on? Like, you know, as general or as specific as you want to go with it? Yeah, I I really like, you know, um, you know, Bobby, how you mentioned that you had um I don't know if you said you hired Tom or you just asked Tom to like take a look at the the site and just see a few different things. And like that was something that I just was very resistant to in the beginning of I, I have no idea why, like whatever was keeping me from that. But you know, just paying somebody to do an audit, you know, SEO audit, you know, of your site or your 
your business, like somebody that doesn't know anything about what you're doing, maybe like where that you just have to explain it to them. So it makes sense to them or somebody that knows everything about SEO and blogging and they can just look at your site and they might see like they saw like some H1 tags that you had wrong. Like, I mean, that little thing could be the difference of being on page one, the top three position versus not being anywhere on Google, you yeah. know, and it's like, just be willing to invest into yourself, into the business and bringing in somebody else that might be able to identify something else uh, that you, that you can't. And that, that was actually my business partner because when he came to me, and he's like, you know, you can put the, the URL and look at the, uh, the domain authority of the site, you know, and I think it was Google PageRank back in the day. And he's like, dude, like I'm looking at your domain authority of your site and you're telling me you're making $16,000. Like, like that doesn't make sense to me. You know, <laughs> you should be making six figures based off of that. And I mean, he said that and I'm, I still remember chuckling like, haha, you're funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, fast forward, uh, 24 months and like we were and but like I didn't see it you know I had to have somebody else come in and see it for me sometimes you have to pay <laughs> for that person to come in just like hiring a coach you know sometimes that coach can see something that you can't and you just got to remove yourself and bring somebody in that can see what you can't man so what's next like what are you doing next because I know you're growing like I know you're, you're bringing on you know kind of higher level people and you're like kind of scaling like what's what do you what's the goal next yeah you know like I, I've just being in the space, you know, just being seeing guys like, uh, like, like Pat Flynn. And, um, I, I was in a uh, inner circle mastermind with Michael Hyatt several years ago and, and really like seeing his operation and, and just seeing how his team can just flip <laughs> the switch and move on to the next project. That's going to make several million dollars. And, and, you know, like one of the, the most exciting positions he had on his team was a, a chief content officer. Hmm. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. But like, I, I want one, you know, <laughs> but like this person was in charge of producing all the blog post content, all the email con, like just all the content, you know, and there's like a team of three people on that team and just recognizing like, man, like it, it, just keep diligently asking myself, like, what do I not need to be doing? And, and I, even to this day, I still like, I'm still the bottleneck. Like I'm still the one that a lot of things have to run through me before I can give a, a thumbs up. And it's allowed me, I, I've been successful with it, but I know that if I want to get to a level where I've got more online courses and I'm growing the YouTube channel and the podcast and the blog, like I, I've got to remove myself even more. And you mentioned a, a COO, like that's something that I, I've needed to hire for quite some time. And right now I'm in the interview process of trying to find somebody and, if you ever get in that process, there's an amazing book called Who uh, that was strongly recommended from another guy in my mastermind group. And it basically gives you like the blueprint of how to hire an A plus team player. I mean, literally like gives you like the step-by-step -step on how to do it. So like that's that's the process now. And I, I have this crazy vision dream of like, I want to show, um, I want to show a million people how they can make a million dollars online. Uh, and, uh, also in hoping that, you know, just, uh, some biblical principles of like tithing 10% or more of that, you know, I just think that can make a difference. And that's kind of, that's where I'm at right now. Just, uh, like just think about legacy and how do I create content and share what I've learned to others and how they can benefit and then also impact inspire others as well. Can I still apply for that COO position or is that closed? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We don't hire guys. Yeah. Too many. We only allow one beard on staff. 
Oh man, that's 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 why you got shut down. I know, yeah, and your beard's actually better than mine. That's that's the real reason. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a sweet. Uh, better than this is a podcast, but uh, you know, here I am, thirty-one, don't grow any facial hair, so don't talk <laughs> sweet beards. <laughs> Super jealous. <laughs> All right, well, you know, I just kind of want to put a bow on things. It's been an awesome conversation, and you know, you guys, you can go check out his site, goodfinancialsense.com, but. The reality is Jeff's here. He's talking about blogging, growing the blog. If you want to learn more about that stuff, obviously you're not going to find that at goodfinancialsense.com, but you can go see his blog and see what he's doing just to get ideas and inspiration and stuff. But he's also got a YouTube channel, which is also wildly successful called Wealth Hacker. So just go to YouTube, type in Wealth Hacker, or you can check the link in the show notes for that as well. And that's where you can actually go learn from Jeff about all these business principles and all those kind of things. And Jeff, we're, of course, we're going to have to have you on again to talk about the YouTube channel because, you know, I, that's what I love about you is like, you've not only, you know, you had the financial planning business, crushed it, had the blog, you know, upper level on the blog thing. And now you've got the YouTube channel and the YouTube channel is already huge so just somebody that can do it in so many different arenas like it's the kind of person i want to hang around with so uh thank you so much for being on the show man any final words before we go no i just appreciate you guys having me on and i just say for anybody that it's interested in doing anything like this uh, i i I talked to so many people i want to start a blog i'm like do you have a domain yet no (laughs) it's like all right so spend $12, like buy a domain. So at least like you've started something instead of talking about it. So just Mm -hmm. take one little step and buying a domain is one little thing you can do. Great advice. Great advice. All right, guys, check it out. Wealth hacker on YouTube, goodfinancialsense.com. We'll see y'all next time. You've been listening to the laptop empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.